You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, writer at Mavs.com, and it's been a while, Isaac. It's been a while. I mean, the Mavs Academy Awards just, it takes a toll on you, so (laughs) we had it take a couple days actually we didn't even take a couple days for the listeners. yeah but so. we we recorded on like wednesday so it feels like a while yeah in the off season we can get away with something like that because there's no like really news going on or any games so we can record something on wednesday and post it like two days later and it's like okay and take a couple days off so right, but now we back other other podcasts though they will take like the entire month off it's not us that's intense nah bro we can't do it month we got too much to talk about. Too much math stuff to too talk much. about. Too much. Too much math stuff going on. That's why you stick with us. We're very excited that you are here. And we are excited about our topic today. We are finally, we've, we've teased this so many different times. Uh, and we've mentioned it and we've talked about it here and there. But we wanted to save it for a whole podcast to talk about front court duos that could be possible. And this is the best time because the Mavericks, the lottery still hasn't happened. Free agency still hasn't happened. The draft still hasn't happened. All that stuff is still up in the air. So right now, I think... Especially since the Mavericks landed at three. Right now, there's the most possibilities that we will have the entire summer, right? Hold on. You said draft, and it just it brought back all the emotions because we got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So <laughs> it just it literally brought everything back, my, all of my dreams and hopes and everything with that. I was so happy. I almost cried. But anyway... Um, what was your question again? I just it threw me all off. Speaking of the draft, I attended the first round of the draft. It was super, yes, you did. It was super awesome. That. It was really fun. Uh, if you think about it too hard, if you if you're at the draft and you think about it too hard, it becomes this very weird experience, American experience, where you're like, I'm literally sitting here waiting for them to reveal a list of 32 names. That's like, true, like but that, still. That's what I'm sitting here waiting for. But definitely a sports bucket list thing. Uh, if it ever comes back to Dallas, I recommend it for anybody. Uh, it, it was hard to get in. I mean, you had to either win a lottery or know somebody, and I ended up know, knowing somebody, and so it worked out like very last minute for me. Uh, but best moments of the night, for, at least for the first round, was Ryan Shazier walking across the, the, uh, the uh, platform there. That was super awesome. Goodell getting booed. The first, the first time he walked out, I mean – Man, like I'm not the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan, but I I was I was standing with all the rest of the Dallas Cowboys fans and doing whatever they did, and uh, <laughs> we booed Goodell for two straight minutes, like two straight solid minutes, and it was so much fun. I loved how he was like, "Come on, guys, you are booing these Cowboys." I couldn't even hear him say that. Wow, it was so loud in my in the section that I was in. Like I couldn't even hear that part, and they they flanked him with like Witten and Aiton. And Staubach, <laughs> they're trying to, they're like That's trying to hilarious. shield him from booze. <laughs> so it well, was super fun. Uh, I also spent that entire day like in the '90s because my phone completely busted, and uh, <laughs> the black, the backlight of my phone just just 
for some reason just knocked out like it just wasn't working and so if i held it in the sun i could just barely make out like the the things on my phone but siri wasn't working like all this stuff wasn't working and so i had i had quite the adventure trying to make it to the draft you went back to the prehistoric ages. I did. I had to stop it. So I, I was going in the direction of, of where I knew AT&T Stadium was. I was supposed to meet my friend at his house. And I didn't really know where it was. But I knew it was in Arlington. So I started heading that way. Then I stopped at a gas station. Called my wife because that's the only number I knew off the top of my head. <laughs> had her go on my computer. Uh-huh. Had her go on my computer. Write down my friend Josh's number. Josh Dak has been on the podcast before. Uh, write down. I wrote down his number, and then I called Josh just in time to get vague directions as to where he was. He was gonna be like where they were gonna like park or wherever. And so then, uh, then the gas station attendant yelled at me, kicked me out of the store, and so I had to leave because he's like, "This is only for emergencies. You were talking way too long." Blah blah. blah. And he literally he kicked me out of the store. He's like, "You do not come back here." I was like, "Okay." Wow. It's like, all right, you're <laughs> taking the Chevron thing very seriously. <laughs> and then, uh, so I meet him at this random other gas station. I park, I find my spot, I finally get to him. And then the whole night, I have no Twitter, I have no Google, I have nothing. So I'm like, what did people do? What did people do when there was lulls and events before? <laughs> you couldn't tweet the whole night. And then somehow I drove all the way back and made it home. So, <laughs> hey, that's impressive from Arlington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well my my whole Twitter feed that night was me freaking out and getting mad because Baltimore traded back like three times. I wanted Lamar going into yeah, they were moving it. I, all kept on, I was getting so mad the whole time and then I was pretty much just voicing all my opinions. So I'm sorry for Mavericks fans who don't give a crap about the Ravens. And then I got to the theater to watch the Avengers. Mm. The previews are about to come on and I my phone goes off saying the Ravens traded up for Lamar. And I literally hollered at all my friends, Yeah! I'll start freaking out. But anyway. Like, man, this dude's really excited for Mamma Mia 3. Yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, Thanos could just destroy everything, and I'd be so happy. I saw it on Saturday night, and it was awesome. It was. It was It was great. You got to go see it. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for this, this Mavericks team to turn into the Avengers, and that is what we are discussing today. Nice segue. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know if I actually mentioned this, but we're doing front court duos, doing between the draft and free agency. We're talking about uh, what different combinations we can make up, uh, and what different combinations can we dream up. What is the best pairing? What's the least likely? Most likely? What's our dream scenarios? What's the most problematic? If this ends up being on the Mavericks, are we going to look back and be like, "Oh man, this did not work out well"? Because uh, we definitely had some of those front court pairings before. <laughs> the last couple of years have definitely been a testament of that. And then, uh, then we'll talk about a, a big-time dream scenario where the Mavericks move back into the lottery and somehow acquire two of these big men and see who you think would fit uh, best together. So we'll talk about that. Super excited about it. Let's talk about uh, the most likely scenario right after this. All right, Isaac. The most likely scenario. Well, let's go over all of our options first. Let's go over all of the options for the draft and free agency. Right now, the Mavericks have the third best odds at the number one pick, and they have uh, third best odds to be a top three pick in the lottery. We're super excited about that. The lottery is about 16 days away. Yeah, two weeks away. Almost at a month, but I'm still living two weeks ago. Today is April 30th when you're listening to this. That's nuts. The lottery is May 15th. Wow. Time is flying, man. So our draft options as far as bigs, uh, and let's, this is just all of them from like 1 to 15. These are the guys we had in our top 10. 
DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley Jr. the third, Mo Bamba, Jaron Jackson Jr., Michael Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., and Robert Williams. Now, Wendell Carter Jr. and Robert Williams are kind of like worst-case scenarios, but when we start talking about if the Mavericks can get back into the lottery, those guys will be relevant then. So we will talk about them. And then as far as free agency, these are the bigs that I've sort of targeted as realistic or guys that would be like players that we would actually target. Not necessarily – I mean, I guess not necessarily realistic for some of them, but guys that the Mavericks would target. We've talked about these guys a lot, the, uh, the trio of Aaron Gordon, Julius Randle, Jabari Parker. We have those guys on our radar. Clint Capella uh, is a guy that's on the radar, at least. DeMarcus Cousins, for sure, on the radar. Derek Favors is a guy that I'm interested in. Brooke Lopez, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Joseph Nurkic, uh, a guy like Greg Monroe. I feel like those are the only big names that we'd be like excited about. <laughs> like, There's some solid guys. There's some other dudes that could be interesting. But Nick, I'm like- just being honest. I'm not going to be excited about Greg Monroe. Those are the only guys that would be kind of like interesting and exciting. I'm, you didn't put Greg Monroe on your Twitter list, so that's good. No, I took I I actually have a list of free agencies free agents right here, and I have one that says free agency, and then one that says stay aways, and I have Greg Monroe on my stay aways. Stay away, that's mean. <laughs> so, uh, well, the the Bucks really wanted him to stay away for a while. So, by the way, the Bucks really could have used him this this whole this whole series. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about the Bucks right now. We can talk about him later. <laughs> If the Bucks switched coaching staff with the Mavericks, I feel like they would have won that. That, uh, that yeah, series. they would have. Yeah, they would have for sure. Maybe we, can, maybe we can do a podcast for like teams that got eliminated in the first round. How could Dallas benefit from them like shaking it up? Oh, like your PC wrote a little while ago about things that you should focus on. PC, your piece that you you wrote a little while ago about different playoff teams and what you should focus on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah stuff like that. All right, so our our most likely scenario, for me, I feel like, at least from the fan base, is, is Marvin Bagley. Uh, as far as what the Mavericks think, I, I really have no feel for this. I, I think Mo Bamba feels like, but there's the pick could also be anywhere. I mean, it could be anywhere from from one to six. So are we doing the, most likely pairing or most likely pick? Most well, just most likely. What's the what's the most likely outcome? Like, what's the the outcome that you see that's like, oh yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. So we we also have to preface this with Dirk. So yeah, that's, <laughs> Dirk that's obviously thing. is a huge piece to this puzzle because we're going to operate that he's coming back. He you know said he is blah blah blah. But you know the unless whole he pulls thing a Jason Witten, <laughs> pulls a Jason Witten. Um, but no, I mean, then it just comes down to him starting. Does he not start? Does he start? Uh, he started obviously, um, forever. So most likely are we operating that he is going to be starting at center at, at the four, or are we going to operate that he's going to come off the bench? So some of these answers that we might have, um, will kind of reflect that if we're like, oh, okay, well in this scenario, I could see him coming off the bench. If not, so, like, most likely to me, if you're saying right now, Isaac, what is the most likely starting front court at the beginning of the season? It's Dirk and Marvin Bagley for me. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. That was that that's was one I wrote down. That's uh, that's what I think will be starting four and five. If you're telling me, Isaac, you have to pick something. Now, I think Mo Bamba fits the system better. The system and. I, mean, I think Jeff's can wade, man. He's all about Mo Bamba. 
and that's cool. Like, and and I totally get it. I even I wrote a piece the other day saying three surprises, three things to happen on draft night that don't be surprised if they happen. It like it would be surprising to a lot of people, and and I'm not gonna lie, it would be surprising to me some if Dallas selected Bamba over Aiden if they had the chance. Like if Luca goes one and Dallas has two, like if they took Bamba over DeAndre Aiden, that would shock a lot of people. Yeah. But you know what? Like I, I could see it. For, I mean, for sure. And we're gonna talk about his like workout videos more later on. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it's Bomba or Bagley. If you're telling me, hey, who are they gonna end up with? But most likely for me, it's Dirk and Bagley on opening night. Yeah, that that seems to me the, the most likely too. But if you had to pick a free agent to pair with, let's like let's say, and uh, let me address the Dirk stuff. Is for me with Dirk, there has to be a good enough reason for Dirk to be benched. There, like if you get like an Aiton and a Gordon or like a Randall or something like that, those two, I think the combination of those two are, is a good enough reason for Dirk to come off the bench. Now, if it's like Jaron Jackson, I don't know if that's a good enough reason to come off, like for Dirk to come off the bench. Stop it. You're all about Jaron Jackson. That I, would be something I would say. I know I am all about him, but I think thinking like the Mavericks would, I don't. I think that it's it's easier to say here's our our guy that we pick really high, but he's not the number one pick. He's not the number two pick. You know, like that. There's no reason enough to to sit him that there's not so much hype behind him that it would be like ludicrous for them to not start him. And also taking into account like like if they get Cousins, they're not going to sit Cousins. <laughs> you know, for uh, yeah for you know for Dirk if they get like, yeah. And that's that's what. I, I was going to look at scenarios where when Dirk would come off the bench or like well, who would come off the bench. I think it would take a – I just – there's not a scenario in which I would really see it happening, you know, big time. I, I just don't see – I think that they would bring the rookie off the bench before they would bring Dirk off the bench. So, like, if they got somebody like a Julius Randle, they would they, – they're not going to bench a free agent. So like right, whoever they right. sign in free agency is is starting. That's a given because they got him because down, they're promising starting time. Exactly. So then it comes down to the to the rookie and Dirk, and Dirk's going to win that battle, but he's going to win the battle as far as hearing his name called. And Dirk, like we said before, a thousand times, Dirk's going to come out five minutes into the game. Then the rookie will go in, whoever it is, Jackson Bomba, whoever it is. Even if but, it's Aiton, if they get the number one pick and it's Aiton, I feel like they can't sit him yeah that, that and that's that's what that's what it comes down to like what is there a scenario right now i'm just like ah, i don't know but yeah i mean I, I could see what you're saying if it is aiden at the top pick if we're at one you know at the top pick in the draft i don't think you can bench him and especially if you get now i could see him rolling out aiden and dirk like together to yeah. start off and then you know taking dirk out just for that scenario, but if you get Aiden and you get a free agent, that's where I could see a scenario in which Dirk comes off the bench. But is your most likely scenario? Yeah, that was Dirk the, same, the same one. Was Dirk and Bagley? Okay, it was my most likely. Uh, the best pairing as far as these guys. So now for the rest of these, let's go with you have to pair one free agent and one drafted player. So okay. going into this scenario. Uh, the best pairing. So who we think would be the best together? To me, I think it's We're Aiden. not talking about realistic-wise or anything. We're talking about just pairings. 
this is all dreams, hypothetical stuff that we're, we're really hoping will happen. So the best possible scenario for the Mavericks, to me, I feel like is DeAndre Ayton and Aaron Gordon. Okay. I really like that that pairing. I think that's the the best combination of you're still getting in, in free agency. You're getting a super young guy that has still a lot of upside. He's super springy. He's just he's got a lot to work with. And I feel like this coaching staff could they could mold him into whatever kind of player they want. Still at this point in his career, I mean, what is he? Twenty three, twenty four. He's still he's still got a lot in front of him. Uh, then DeAndre Ayton. I mean, you've got that's your. I mean, the Mavericks have struggled to score. That's your guy. That's your go to score. That's your you know. If you want to put quotes up on it, your your Dirk piece in this scenario, I think that's your your best possible uh, scenario. And we're only talking about big, so I'm not putting Luca in, in really yeah. any of these because we we think that he'll play some at four, but he's not going to start at four. Like that's that to me is is not what yeah. Luca. Like this is not what we're talking about. We're only talking about front court yeah. guys. For sure, talking <laughs> about bigs. Let's put it that way. It, we're talking about bigs. Bigs. Um, my only thing with that is just defense wise with. Gordon, which I have another lineup later that really isn't defense-wise either, but like Gordon and Aiden together. But you, I think you're a little higher on Gordon than I am. I just think, I think Gordon could be really good defensively, and I think that if they get him to be in the right situations, if they get him to be in the right areas, and, I mean, Dirk has, has been awesome at this, and if they can teach DeAndre Aiden to be in the right spots like Dirk is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you can help him become an average defender, above average defender, and then Gordon can be awesome. He can be your shot blocker that just sort of roams around, and I mean, he because his legs, man, it'll take him. But, it'll, and, it'll take him. But there. we both think that he stays in Orlando. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's restricted. Yeah. It's tough. Um, my best, and this is different than what we have later on. Best case or like best pairing is Clint Capella and Marvin Bagley. That's a good one too. I like that one. You get the defense in Capella, everything that he's bringing in Houston, uh, the rim running, everything with that, and then you pair him with uh, Bagley. That's not, um, you know, super advanced defensively, but gives you that athletic six ten four, can shoot from the outside, just everything uh, with that. So I think that's the best pairing. And more, man, that would be super excited having both of those young guys as your front court moving forward. But so like Gordon. I don't think Capella is even an option. I think Houston. They're going to match getting, anything. They're getting ready to max him out. So. Yeah, they'll match anything. Uh, Capella, in my mind, is even more of a, of a <laughs> like a far possibility. It just doesn't seem like even in the realm of possibilities for me. Like I have him written down, but I just didn't even consider him. But if the Mavericks had a player like Capella, though, I would probably have Bagley higher on my on my board for the Mavericks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they had somebody like that already, and this is what goes down, and I'm just going to repeat this again. They have to keep in mind the order that things happen this summer. Yeah. They, and I mean, obviously, we're not saying we're smarter than them, but I just don't want are. us to, like, base a draft pick no, off, uh, off of who we plan on chasing. Like, if they plan on chasing Jabari Parker, don't – you know, stay away from Marvin Bagley because oh, we we think we have a really good shot at Jabari Parker. So we're not going to take Bagley. We're going to take you know Jaron Jackson Jr. or somebody like that. Whatever. That's where I just just wherever you draft, take the best player available. Then form your plans in free agency. Then try to figure out the best fit free agent wise with that player. So yeah, if we already had Capella, cool. But I don't want us to draft Bagley thinking that we might have a shot at Capella. Completely, completely. So, best pairings. Those are our two best pairings. Our dream scenario. It, it's that's kind of a little different. Dream scenario to me is like 
which one do we hope happens as far as like we just like this player better not necessarily that's the best because we just did the best uh but like dream scenario this would be super fun like this would be a great combination to me i think like a dream scenario for me is bomba and aaron gordon like that would be just super fun because i like the idea of gordon barnes and and bomba because then you have Bamba behind behind uh, Gordon. He's just blocking shots, creating turnovers. Then you have Dennis and Gordon on the fast break, and that would just be that'd be super fun. Yeah, see, I don't have Gordon in any of mine. Um, actually, I do have him in one. Um, but anyway, yeah, that would be super fun. I mean, if it happened, I would be like, man, this is going to be super athletic, super fun, super young. We both love Bamba and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm kind of still on the DeMarcus Cousins train. We're going to have a I'm whole still... podcast about this later in the week. We are. So my dream scenario is uh, Cousins and Bagley. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, here's my thing. Cousins, so they you know. They just pointed each other in their Spider-Man costumes on, uh, on Halloween. If you think, Bagley is not Cousins at all. Bagley is way more athletic than what Cousins is. Um. No, I just think I mean uh, you go with the highest upside, and uh, you know I've talked about Bagley, everything that with that. That would be fun, though. I don't know what it would do. I don't know, like what would happen, but it would be fun to see how Carlisle tries to work that out. Yeah, I mean the Cousins thing, like just putting the injury aside. Obviously, if they sign off on it, everything with that. I mean, you're getting a guy that's top twenty-five player in the league, top twenty, is averaging twenty-five and fifteen, whatever before he went down. To have that talent in Dallas would just be unreal. Um, but and then you just look at <clears throat> it's kind of like you know taking the best talent available at your at your draft spot and taking Bagley, paying Bag- Bagley at the four, Cousins at the five. This is where I'm talking about defense wise. <laughs> defense wise, like I get it, you know, like that's not a great defensive pairing at all. But you look at it too and say, man, that would be super fun uh offensively and Bagley has this I think he has um almost just as high ceiling as anybody in the draft so yeah I mean I would like that I would say another one would be uh DeAndre Ayton and Parker so I would I would love that pairing to be honest you're still in on Parker I am oh yeah 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 yeah. I am for sure so let's move on. Uh, that to me is a good segue to uh, to move into the most worrisome. So we will uh, we'll talk about the most worrisome pairings right after this. The most worrisome to me, I think Jabari Parker has to be in it after this last this last run. I just I don't know. It, it's the knees worried me too, but then now I'm like, man, can he play? I think he can play. For sure, like I, I mean, I don't have an issue with him. Like his playing, like my biggest worry with him is <clears throat> at the moment, like just how he got along with Prunty, um, everything with that that situation. Just talking to some people that cover the Bucks, like that's just uh, it's just been a weird situation to really uh, dive into. Yeah, they they think that. he's gone. They just they they just think like he's out. Yeah, and, and so it, it, I think with Jabari, it just depends on the price. And, you know, if we hand him 22, people are going to freak out. If you get him for 16, that's a heck of a deal, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it just, it just depends with Jabari. But, and, and what he's expecting coming in, too, I think is big with him. 
Yeah, and I just I've been a huge believer in his talent. I think he he's got it. I think a an off season and a training camp will do him wonders. He don't forget like he didn't have that. So, like I know he looked bad at certain times, but like he came back there toward in like the second half of the season. So like still recovering from the ACL, all that stuff. So <clears throat> a training camp, um, off season, everything I think could be in a little bit better shape. I think especially if it's a new system. Yeah, I mean. The stuff with him and Giannis, though, is the most concerning to me, where they're talking about he got really jealous of Giannis and his rising star and stuff like that. That's me. That's kind of worrisome. But but that's still all just rumors and reports and stuff. I don't know how much I should weigh – like, how much should I, that weigh into this decision? Yeah, and, like, I mean, who's your Giannis in Dallas? I mean, I, I kind of get – I get that. Don't – do not bring up Giannis in Dallas. Don't. Shane <laughs> <laughs> uh, Larkin. But no, I mean, who's also playing in the playoffs still? <laughs> yeah, he is. No, so I mean, I get the I get the worrisome around Park. I mean, yeah, around Parker, but I'm still all about him. I, I mean, I would rather I'd rather have him over Julius Randle. I think I might too. What you love Randle? Yes, your boy at the Lakers. It's not really my boy. Everybody who plays for the Lakers is your boy. That's what we <laughs> d- decided on. Shout out to Mozgov. That's that was my boy. <laughs> That's your boy. But Julius Randle to me, I'm I'm a little out on him. It's just a lot of his game is effort based, and if your game is almost completely effort based, then and then once you get signed, I just don't know like what level he's going to bring it. Rand- Randle's another one that is like Parker. I think that depends on how much you get him for. Yeah. Like how much you get him for is how how are you going to feel? But if you get Randall for twenty one a year, you're going to be pissed. If you get Randall for fifteen, you're like, hmm, okay, it's pretty impressive. Can I float this one by you? I'd be okay. worried if the Mavericks were able to get Clint Capella. <laughs> like all of a sudden the Mavericks get Capella, and you're like, okay, wait, what does Houston know that the Mavericks don't know? Like why didn't oh, they? No, like no. you know what I mean? Like why didn't they match it? I, I there would be a little bit of that with me. Like okay, wait. How do we like? How did the Mavericks? I think the only way they don't match something is if they have to pull off some crazy. That's what I'm saying for for LeBron LeBron and and all this stupid stuff. They should keep him pair him with LeBron. That'd be yeah, the best. Who's Uh, your uh, Who's your most worrisome pairing with Jabari Parker? Okay, so Jabari Parker's not the most worrisome to me. Nah, maybe he is. Uh, No, Cousins is the most worrisome to me. If you okay. get uh like let's say Cousins and Bagley, that's that to me is my most worrisome. I think that's I'm, my dream scenario. I know, I know. I'm just personally worried about those two <laughs> players. I'm worried about Bagley. I'm worried about how are you saying Bagley over Michael Porter Jr. Oh, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's go Cousins and, and and Michael Porter Jr. for the exact same reason because of their injuries. Okay, so like, see, my mine's Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. Like that pairing stylistically, like that would between be weird. each other. That's just weird. I just like I'm scared of a scenario like that happening to where like we take somebody like <clears throat> a Bagley, like a, a Porter Jr., and then it gets him free agency. And let's say like we have a really, really good shot at getting one of those guys that fits really weird next to our draft pick. But it's like w- like we could get him. Like let's say we get Bagley and then the Lakers like renounce Randall for some reason. And he's a free agent. He's like, Oh, I want to come there. And you're like, well, crap. Like, you know, like you see what I'm saying? Like, and they're like, Oh man, cool. We can bring you in. And it's like trying to figure out 
who plays what and all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's Porter and Gordon for me. Porter obviously with the injury stuff, the back injury stuff, we don't know anything about him right now. So I tweeted this out the other day and it's just like I don't any Michael Porter Jr. take right now, I just can't take it seriously. I don't yeah. even consider it because of we just don't have an update. We just don't have anything. But on it. And, 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 and I mean, Aaron, we can put Cousins in the same scenario, too. Like, we don't know anything about Cousins. We saw him. He was at the game. But we don't know how his recovery is well, going. We don't know how he recovers. I mean, The only he, thing different with Cousins is, like, Cousins has had a track record of what he looks like. We're basing Michael Porter Jr. off what he looked like in high school, like, in a high school gym. Like, Cousins has had this, oh. like, well, yeah, we know we know Cousins can play. Yeah, exactly. Like, we know what Cousins is when he's healthy. Like Porter Jr., we think we know. We have That's a projection yeah, so of what we think he is. There's two and, levels and, to that. <laughs> but I get what you're saying with like, you know, the injury and stuff, whatever. Aaron Gordon, this is this is how different Aaron Gordon from like Randall and Parker. <clears throat> Randall and Parker, how you view them is based off how how much they're worth because I think their price could go in a different directions this summer. I think we're pretty consensus on that Aaron Gordon's going to get close to the max, right? Like, yeah, I think he's, oh, he's restricted. I'm pretty sure he's going to get max. Like, like what is Orlando? What else is Orlando going to do? <laughs> I yeah, feel like, like he's they have going to. to get more. He should, he's going to get more than Randall and Parker. Yeah. So like you, he's when, still younger you than look, those guys. He, I mean, he's still got, he's got more upside. game could turn into more things. I think. Yeah. So when you look at these scenarios, you're like, okay, well, depending on how much Randall, you know, we get Randall for it. Then I'd demand my happiness. Same with Parker. But then when you look at Gordon, you have to look at Gordon of, well, he's going to be our max at what? 24 million or whatever it is. Yeah. Like <clears throat> you have to picture that in your head. Is Aaron Gordon worth the max? And, and at this point, I mean, uh, skin, we mentioned him earlier, but Jeff skin Wade floated the, uh, Paul George scenario earlier. That the, I think he was just joking. Okay. <laughs> But that said, it, it was it was feasible to to get him in Dallas, and I don't know if he was just. I know he went on a booze cruise earlier, so <laughs> he went on a beer. What was it? A bar crawl? I don't know what he did. He was posting all these pictures on different bars, but uh, but he was like, man, I could see that happening, or, or this would be awesome, or something, or just the idea, even the idea of it. Like you would have to do some massive cap gymnastics to be able to to pull this off. Like you would have to. Either convince West to opt out of his deal and give give him a longer term deal that's slightly similar to money, but like longer. You'd have to renounce a whole bunch of stuff. You'd probably not get dug back. You probably like there's just a lot of things you'd have to do really quickly to try to get that much money for that for the cap. So for Aaron Gordon, if we're already concerned about how he's gonna play, like if it's not a sure thing, then to do all those moves and to make all this stuff, like you're gutting your roster for a guy that. I don't know. Like you're maybe not sure about. I think it, it could be good because then all of a sudden your team could be Dennis Barnes, Gordon, and then draft pick, and then fill in like fill in all the blanks. I think that's you know that's good and, right, team and builder. Here's and here's the thing. Like we're talking about if you have the preference. Like if you're, <laughs> we're talking like at, if we have the luxury of if we have to pick yeah. one of these guys. If Aaron Gordon's available and Orlando's like we're not going to max and Dallas can get him for whatever like. Like, do it like you know we need bodies we need young guys so yeah. we need potential I mean, you need potential and talent <laughs> yeah so like i mean you're gonna especially if you get a bomba or somebody like that so yeah i mean free agency is gonna be intense for whatever happens with dallas but what's our last category our last is if somehow the mavericks could get back into the lottery like let's say they could get any of these guys that we mentioned 
uh, and they could get two of them. So let's say they can get an Aiton and a Bagley or a Bomba and a Jackson. Like, which of these guys do you think would be the best pairing in the draft? If you're able somehow, let's say they moved a whole bunch of stuff, they traded their second round picks and like Yogi and like, you know, a bunch, bunch of different things somehow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. They probably have to send Harrison with anything. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the only way is if, yeah, I mean, I think it'd probably have to be after ten, and then you're looking at probably trading Wes and taking back another big contract that's like long term, something like that, or whatever. Yeah. So, who's your best combination of two lottery picks as far as? <laughs> I mean, these are going to be top picks, but like Porter Jr. and Bamba. I mean, yeah, you I, get have, your... I, I have that one. Uh, DeAndre Ayton and Jaron Jackson Jr. I feel like could work. Ooh, that's tough. I guess you're being be Jackson eight. as a four. Yeah, you put Jackson at the four. Or like, Aiton, who's the best thinks agent? he's a four. We can keep Ayton at the Stop four it, if, no. he, if he wants to pretend like, we, to be a four. We haven't talked a ton about Jaron Jackson, mainly because I don't, I'm not like, he's not like top four for me. I know there's a lot of Jaron Jackson like truthers out there that's like, hey, <clears throat> Charks and I, we went back and forth the other day about texting about what, you know, his love for Jackson, what puts him so high, different stuff like that. And like my thing with Jackson is I think he has probably the highest ceiling of anybody after Aiden because he has the both ends. I just think some of these guys have an elite ability to reach an elite level. So it comes down to, <clears throat> are you going to try to hit like a double or are you going to try to hit a home run? And for me, just how I'm wired, I want a home run. Like, <clears throat> I want to swing for the home run. So, like, Bamba is a home run swing for me, even though you could strike out maybe because I could see a world in which Bamba's not an elite player. But Jackson, I think, is a – I think it's a safe bet. I think it's a little bit better than Zach Collins. I've talked about Zach Collins on this podcast comparing the two. I, I think they're guaranteed, like, 10-year player, 10-year pros. Like, they'll be in the league for a while. It's just, yeah. will they be elite? That's the question. But who who would you say is that? This is kind a, of the, like it's a lot like Joe Flacco. Will he be elite? Will he not be elite? Has he been elite? We don't know. Oh, Joe Flacco, know. he won a ring. Andy Dalton's still trying to think. He thinks it's still Halloween. Wow, still. so much hate, so much. Hate. I was very nervous that the Bengals were going to pick uh, Lamar Jackson because that nervous. does not that does not solve their problems <laughs> at all. Yeah, you need something. Besides Dalton, well, they picked a center, which is it helps. Okay, maybe that helped. Okay. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was going to say. Now. <laughs> no, no, no. What free agent you think pairs better with Jackson? Is there a free agent that you're like, I don't like his pairing with Jackson? Okay, so this this is the last thing I was going to bring up. I have a best pairing of one free agent and one draft pick uh, for each for each of the draft picks. So I think I think. Uh, for Jaron Jackson, I think his best pairing might be Julius Randle. That's interesting. If I, if I, I think any of the four. I think Jackson's a five. So I think any yeah, of I the think fours. So I mean, you Parker, can fit any of them Randall, I guess. But, yeah, Julius, I, but Jaron Jackson, you got a guy that can space the floor. That gives him space for Julius Randle to do his driving stuff. Like he he loves to just drive into the paint and and finish around the basket. That's just what he loves to do. And you're able to do that. Jaron Jackson also cause some turnovers. He's going to rim protect for you. He covers up Julius Randle's deficiencies on defense. And he can also outlet pass to Julius, who's pretty good in transition too. So that that helps both of them out, I think. And then uh, for Aiton, I think it's Aaron Gordon. I think it's probably the best front, court's in it, front court pairing with him. 
Bagley. Uh, I think any of the fours with Aiden. Yeah, I wouldn't it, actually. It, I wouldn't like Randall too much with Aiden, but yeah, yeah. No, you. you this is what I'm saying. Best. Uh, we already talked about Aiden and Gordon, but uh, Bagley and Clint Capella. We kind of already mentioned that one earlier. Yeah. I feel like that would be a, a, that's that's probably the best free agent that we could put if they got Marvin Bagley. Yeah. Even though that's not very possible, Bamba and Aaron Gordon, Bamba and and Jabari Parker, I think would would work too. Uh, yeah, and then Porter Jr. and Clint Capella, I think again would would probably be the best. You, you have to have somebody that's going to play awesome defense behind him. Um, I got a question for you. Is there a scenario in which Dwight Powell starts next year? Hmm. So Dirk does not start, and Dwight Powell does. Yes. Or they both? Well, start. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just that's my that's my thing. There's a scenario in which I could see it. If we drop to five, he grew a third can... arm. And we take Mikel Bridges. I think oh, if we take yes. Mikel Bridges, Bridges comes off the bench, and we roll back the same starting five, and that would throw that would piss everybody off. Or they get Doncic. Um, I don't think Powell starts if we get Doncic because Wes and Barnes. Would so the start. the only way that that Powell starts is if they don't get a starter in the draft or free agency. Exactly. That's the very sad, darkest timeline you just took us down. It's a dark timeline, but it's realistic. Like, if we miss out on, on a starting free agent and we get Bridges, maybe even Michael Porter Jr., and we decide to ease him back in. Yeah, if they like, take if they take Porter Jr. and they're taking some time to bring him back from the back injury. Like, they could roll back the same starting five, and I know that just made a lot of listeners mad. So, anyway. They probably turned it off. And so, since they all turned it off, let's uh, let's go ahead and end right there. That was our talk about front court duos. We are definitely not done with it. We didn't definitely didn't get to everything. Uh, but there's more stuff that we can talk about for sure. So stick with us, Locked On Mavs. We will talk about later in the week. We'll talk about Demarcus Cousins. Uh, we'll have a whole podcast discussing the merits of Demarcus Cousins, whether we want to get him or not. We're definitely pretty opposed on this on this right now. So if you're on team no boogie, or if you're on if you're on team uh, boogieless, or team boogie nights, you uh, you'll find one of us is going to agree with you. Boogie nuts. <laughs> do you like to boogie or do you not like to boogie? There that you go. The so question. thanks for so much for listening to our uh Locks on Mavericks podcast, summer edition. It's summer, summer. even though it's April even though it's April. <laughs> <laughs> Last day of April, guys. Last day of April. Lottery in sixteen days. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>